Finding your perfect home was hard, but thanks to Burrow, furnishing it has never been easier. Burrow's easy-to-assemble modular sofas and sectionals are made from premium, durable materials, including stain and scratch-resistant fabrics. So they're not just comfortable and stylish, they're built to last. Plus, every single Burrow order ships free right to your door. Right now, get 15% off your first order at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's 15% off at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. On DAB+, online, via the TalkSport app, and on your smart speaker. Lions Daily on TalkSport 2. Well, how are you doing? Uh, I'm Tim Cocker and this is the Lions Daily, your home for news, views and updates from the 2021 British and Irish Lions Tour. And do you know what? We've got a lot to get through today because uh, the Lions, they face a South Africa A side on Wednesday. But frankly, have you seen the starting lineups? Looks more like a fourth test match to me. More on that in just a minute. We'll also hear from the Lions and the Springbok camps over the next hour. Also, Got the former South Africa second row, Johan Ackerman. He's going to be with us to look ahead to that game. Uh, it should be great as well. And English Premiership fans will know Johan most recently from his time as director of rugby at Gloucester. And today's player profile, we're going to peel back the curtain and have a look a little bit deeper into the, the, the story of Scotland captain Stuart Hogg with his former coach, Brian Eason, who will be joining us. We are the only place on national radio to stay up to date with all things British and Irish Lions. It's the Lions Daily on TalkSport 2. It's going to be a good one today, I think. A lot to talk about. And uh, firstly, the Lions' fourth match on South African soil this Wednesday when they take on South Africa, A. We're going to have all the action on TalkSport 2. Oh, little in and out move from Anthony Watson into the 22. Bends off the defender. And that's a sensational score. I'm absolutely delighted with the team that put out because that helps our preparation immensely. Elliot Daly over the 22. Lovely angle from Elliot Daly. There's some players that you just have a lot of knowledge about and that you've worked with a lot under pressure during World Cup. I'll tell you what, Wednesday evening just got a lot more interesting. The Lions and South Africa A have both named their squads for the game. And when you look at the teams, going to be a belter. For the Lions, well, in the front row, you've got Wynne Jones, Ken Owens and Kyle Sinclair. Positions up for grabs there, you feel. Uh, second row, Maru Itoji and Ian Henderson. And the back row of Josh Navidi, Tom Curry and Tal Lupe Faletau. Halfbacks, you've got Connor Murray captaining the side. His first time captaining uh, at, in a starting role since... He was uh, handed the tour captaincy duties. Dan Bigger at fly half. Bundyaki and Chris Harris in the centre with Josh Adams, Lewis Reese, Samet on the wings and Anthony Watson shifts to fullback for this one with the Lions bench. Uh, Cowan Dickey, Vunapola, Fagerson, Beard, Byrne, Simmons, Davis and Daly for South Africa. South Africa A, I should say. 
doesn't look much like an A-side. Uh, they've gone very strong. Their 15 includes a load of World Cup winners, including Faf de Klerk, Cheslin Colby, even Etzebeth, and Peter Steff de Toy. Uh, I reckon... I don't know what you think, Alfie Reynolds. Talk to what two's Alfie Reynolds is with me. I reckon they're only maybe five or six off of a full-strength South Africa side. Is this test week already, Tim? I know. That's how it looks, doesn't it? Looking at those two teams. Really intriguing team news that South Africa came out with earlier on today. Not surprising, admittedly, given their lack of preparation. Just the one warm-up match for them so far. But it, it does make that match on Wednesday even more intriguing now. It really does. In terms of the Lions, I just want to say, I'm, a, I'm a slightly concerned at how little we've seen of Robbie Henshaw and Stuart Hogg. Two names that, ahead of the tour, everyone were thinking were nailed on to be starting in the test matches. Bit of a worry we haven't seen them. Yeah, I was thinking exactly the same earlier today when the Lions announced their team, thinking those are two names that you would have thought would need more game time. Now, Henshaw, I believe is nursing an injury so it probably depends where he is in his recovery I mean presumably they expect to have him back at some point because they'd have called up a replacement by now and Stuart Hogg we're not 100% sure and obviously they they had the issues with Covid but we don't know specifically who was most affected by that so we'll just have to wait and see with Stuart Hogg but certainly before the tour as you mentioned Tim for me I'd I'd have had both of them in my Mm. starting test team so the guys in those positions, guys like Chris Harris have shown up well uh, and it, the back three, there's embarrassment of riches. So those guys have got another opportunity to try and stake their claim this Wednesday as Henshaw and Hogg will be watching on. In terms of that battle for test selection with the Lions, which positions or people in particular have you got on your radar to watch on Wednesday? Yeah, we were speaking about this but before the show, weren't we? So I think there are, there's a couple in there already. So for example, I look at Marito, Jenny and Henderson and think, there's a very good chance that's the second rows. But other positions, you're thinking, right, that jersey's up for grabs. I think a Tom Curry, for example, in that back row. That is a f- that is the one for mm. me above all others. I mean, you've got two things here. You've got Hamish Watson, who's been absolutely brilliant on the tour so far. Tom Curry's had one opportunity, and here he goes. He's got another big one um, to start this game, and he could take it either to oust Hamish Watson from the seven jersey or to make Warren Gatland rethink his back row balance and could Curry be put on the blindside flanker? It, it, really interesting, that. And I think it could still potentially change as well for the Lions in, in terms of that back row. I think there are other positions as well, Tim. I mean, for me, Connor Murray's a really intriguing one because he was named captain and we sat on this show and we said, well, well Connor Murray's the nine now for the test, surely. But as you've been preaching, Ali Price has been playing well. He really has. And yeah, so over to you, Connor Murray. And I guess the same can be said of... Dan Bigger, who's got a chance to maybe put right some of the errors from the weekend. Uh, quite uncharacteristic for, from Dan Bigger uh, in that second game against uh, the Sharks. So a big test for him with Owen Farrell, uh, who's looked good so far potentially in the battle for that 10 jersey. Uh, just I reckon the, the one big position that I really haven't got a clue where Warren Gatlin's head is at right now is Hooker. Mm. And I think there's good options as well. Yeah, I mean, I would, I would guess that it would be between Jamie George and Ken Owens. Um, not that Luke Cowan Dickey has been bad in any sense, but that's probably my gut instinct at this stage. Jamie George, we saw captain the side. He also got a couple of tries in in that performance, and I thought looked pretty good. I also think we've we've heard Warren Gatland speaking about the Lions even before he mentioned his squad about how some players have credit in the bank and and Jamie George in 2017 I think was really really good against Mm. New Zealand but obviously Warren Gatlin knows Ken Owens so well as well so so it's a great opportunity for Ken Owens on Wednesday Oh, a lot to to get into ahead of that one and you just mentioned uh, hearing from Warren Gatlin let's hear a bit more from him let's go into the Lions camp and uh, it will be a big test on Wednesday and Warren Gatlin 
has said he's pleased they'll face such a strong South Africa A side. Probably wasn't expecting them to be as strong as they are. They are obviously shorter games, but I'm absolutely delighted with the team they've put out because that helps our preparation immensely. So um, we'll kind of get a bit of a feel where we are and what things we need to work on in, in, the, in the 10 days sort of leading into the first test. So yeah, I'm really pleased with that, with how strong that, that team is because it's, you know, even though it's a South African A, a game, it's going to be a tough challenge and everything's about winning the test series and, and preparing for that. And I keep keep referring back to 2009, you know, when we hit the, the first test, uh, we'd played under teams that were under strength in terms of the, not having the spring box and we weren't quite ready or we thought we were a little bit better prepared than we were. So so that's that's in the back of my mind. So the, the fact that I've seen that side will we'll get a good indication of where both teams are after Wednesday night's match. Warren Gatland's uh, saying he's happy that he's facing such a strong South Africa race side. He's not really going to say anything different to that, is he? No, I suppose he can't say <laughs> that he's unhappy about it, but I do believe in there too yeah. because the quality of the opposition so far... It hasn't been great, really. The, the Lions have run up some pretty hefty scores and whilst it's been nice to see certain players play well and plenty of the wingers get loads of tries and things, that they haven't been tested in the way that they would want to. And Warren Gatland referenced it in his clip there again, going back to 2009. That was an issue for the Lions. He felt, as part of the coaching staff, heading into the Test Series against South Africa, they were undercooked. They weren't fully prepared because the opposition hadn't been strong enough. So whilst, and I know we might get onto this as an issue later, quite what it does to the value of the series if they are essentially have got a fourth Test match against South Africa, I think in terms of the preparations, it's a good thing. Yeah, and it's also going to be really interesting to see two very experienced wily characters, uh, Razi Erasmus and Warren Gatland, how much of their hand they show in this fixture between what 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 could be test strength sides. Really, really interesting. I, I'm wondering what what the A stands for uh, with the South Africa A. I'm, I'm wondering ambush by the look of their side. Or it could be. It could be. The, the A could stand for actually this is a first 15 it, it, <laughs> it's really looking that way and um, well I'll tell you what let's dive over to the South Africa camp because well, there's an interesting little standoff that looks like it's starting to emerge between the two camps because uh, and correct me if I'm wrong here Alfie what, what we've got at the minute is we still haven't had it confirmed that the test matches will be played in Cape Town War, Warren Gatlin said he expects that to be the case correct yes okay so back to South Africa. At the same time, they're also referring to the plans as they were laid out originally with the second two test matches being in Johannesburg. Have I got that right so far? Exactly, yes. So in their a recent kind of um, article or press release that South Africa put up on their website, at the bottom of it had quite an intriguing line of they've come to Cape Town for the next however many days it is and then they will be returning to Johannesburg for those two test matches. So we've got Warren Gatland saying he expects one thing to happen and then kind of South Africa doubling down on the current plan is still what they're working towards. Right, and here's the here's the added bit of information that's, that's new today. At the same time, South Africa are also... They're understandably trying to get their preparation sorted for a test series. And um, you wonder all, if all of this amounts to a bit of bartering, some horse trading that could be going on. Have a listen to this, because Razzy Erasmus admitted that they hope to arrange another match against the Lions on Saturday. If we had the Georgian test match, you know, uh, and we had the SAA game, uh, it would have been much easier to, to make those decisions. But we have this one game so far. Uh, and, and we're really trying hard to get another game on, on Saturday or to confirm another game on Saturday. So 
there's 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 obviously some young young new guys in the mix here, like Jasper Visa and those kind of guys who get gets a start uh, against a cup. Uh, you know, between a, a lot of experienced guys and guys with a lot of caps. Uh, you know, and some of the old guys are turning back into the mix, like Mornay Stein, Kuni Oerstein, and so on. So, yes, yeah, certainly, uh, but we are going to try our best to get a match on, on Saturday as well and to give the Lions uh, the opportunity to, to play against the best possible Springbok. But actually, I don't think they want to play or they want to play against a team that doesn't have the opportunity to give all our guys proper chance. So, we're hoping for another match on Saturday. Razi Erasmus, the South Africa Director of Rugby, um, saying he's hoping to arrange another game against the Lions. Now, Warren Gatland, in his press conference, now he said that that rematch on Saturday isn't going to happen, right? Yes, so that's what that was put to Warren Gatland in his press conference because the media briefings today were kind of happening, they were overlapping essentially. So Razi Erasmus had said this, it was then put to Warren Gatland and he basically said that that's not going to happen. So it is an interesting little standoff at the moment. Yeah, and perhaps it's a, I mean, I don't know. Is this a negotiation point? If South Africa wanted to either, either have some test matches in Johannesburg or get an extra game on Saturday... Leave both things on the table and try and squeeze the Lions into having to uh, back down on one of them. Possibly, possibly negotiating tactics behind the scenes. I thought the language that Razi Erasmus used there was interesting on a number of points as well, where he said, give them the opportunity to, or they don't want to, and then he kind of backtracked all, all of a sudden. It, yeah, it, it's developing that little story. Mind games. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they I have so. begun. They have. Right. Well, brilliant. Well, there you go. You're up to date pretty much. On, uh, on the news that, that's going on today. Just one little one I will add in. Just put a little pin in now, which we will discuss later. The uh, the return of Alan Wynne-Jones, potentially. He is back in training. That's uh, that's another bit of news. That that will get discussed in a little bit. Uh, lots to go through on the Lions Daily on TalkSport 2 with the famous grouse, the spirit of rugby. 18 plus, be drink aware. Commentary of every game of the Lions Tour to South Africa across the TalkSport network. And as you can hear... It's properly hotting up now. Uh, and next, we're going to chat to Johan Ackerman, the former Springbok second row and Gloucester director of rugby. If we, had, if we were in the position, we were so powerful just to change it. We would just ask uh, Warren and the team, can we play another SAA game against them on Saturday? That's the safest way. I think that will give us the best preparation to, to be good competition for the Lions. And I'm sure Warren would want us to be at full strength and have good match fitness before we play them in the first test match. I don't think our, our, our situation is so much to do with, with gelling at this stage. I think it is with match fitness is probably our problem. Well, welcome back to the Lions Daily on TalkSport 2. And that was some of what Razi Erasmus had to say at his pre-match press conference. Uh, South Africa, they're out of isolation now. They're back in training on the pitch and have named a very strong A-side to take on the Lions on Wednesday, a match which is already being billed as a fourth test match on the tour. So to get a South African perspective on the series, I'm delighted that we've got former Springbok second row and former Gloucester director of rugby, Johan Ackerman. Evening, Johan. Hi, Tim. How are you? I'm very, very well. Uh, I haven't seen you in a while. Are you keeping well? Yeah, I'm all good, thank you. Um, obviously, at the moment, it's South Africa, but we at the level four lockdown, so a lot of things are closed and uh, can't do much, but I'm um, still enjoying it to see the children here in South Africa. Good man. Uh, so it certainly feels, Johan, like the excitement levels have gone up a notch today after South Africa named that, that Springbok A-side. Does it feel that way 
in South Africa as well? Um, I must be honest with you. I think it's a bit of a downer at the moment um, from a, from an excitement point of view. I think um, because the people can't get together, they can't have their traditional um, barbecues and brides together, and 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 the, uh, you know all the. Um, bars are closed and everything so at the moment I think hopefully by Saturday or Wednesday and, and when the test start things are a bit more open and free to go the restaurants and the places um, it's a bit of a spoiler the, 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 at the moment with everything in lockdown um, obviously very people are very excited at home when they watch it um, but uh, you know normally traditionally we have seen a lot of uh, UK and, and British supporters in the country and that's a bit of a downer at the moment yeah, the, the the culture and everything that goes with it is is a huge part of it. And just on what Rassi Rasmus had to say, we heard in that audio a moment ago, he said he hopes they can agree another match against the Lions uh, this weekend. Do you think the Lions will accept that? Uh, well, I wouldn't. If I was Warren, I wouldn't have accepted <laughs> it because I think um, personally, you know, it's uh, the, the, the programme was scheduled as it was and... Um, Unfortunately, if, if things happen like it has happened, where they had to adjust before the, the first Sharks game, they had to quickly change players and, and put out a performance. I think the Springboks, unfortunately, have to adapt as well because they their second game is cancelled. They, you know, even if they have to play each other, like almost like trials. Um, in my days, we played each other and then they select the best guys who perform the best, you know. Um, there's ways to counter that. They can play the Sharks. They can play other provincial teams. But I think you want to keep your, you know, if you're going to play three test series, you want to keep away from playing your position until close to that time, unless they suddenly make it a five test series and, and call it test and, and, and let's don't fool around with a SAA game if it's going to be full test sides. Right, to keep the integrity of 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 the test series, whatever that would be. Um, I hear what you're saying. Well, I'll tell you what, we, we haven't seen much of South Africa so far, just that one match against Georgia. And uh, we've, got, we've got a little clip here from Rassi Rasmus, who said this week's game was more about match fitness than anything. When you do get COVID, you are ill. You, you must recover from COVID. Uh, some guys do, do sometimes have symptoms. Uh, our match fitness in terms of when some guys last played is a bit of, of a worry. The, the fact that we've played together a lot of times, these guys and a lot of these uh, these players, I don't think the gel pot is as tough as, as, as Warren has on his hands. But then again, we must just compliment the way they, they clicked and, and played. Johan Ackerman, you know a thing or two about getting a squad physically prepared, uh, mentally and tactically and everything. Did it surprise you to hear Rassi say it's only about match fitness really this Wednesday? Yeah, I think so. You know, you, you, you. It is um, match fitness. I don't think one match is going to make a massive difference. You know, match fitness come during a season um, through numerous games, and obviously the intensity that you train at. Um, so you know, again, like I said, um, two games, and if you change the whole squad around, um, you're not going to get match fitness into into one player specifically. Um, and match fitness is a time where you build it up 50 minutes, then the next game 60 minutes, and then you go into your 80 minutes. Some players that have to play 80 minutes. The reality is, you know, both squads are in similar situation. Warren has to change players. You look at the team that selected players who hasn't played is going to play this weekend. And th there's going to be players also that maybe go into the first test who hasn't played every game 80 minutes. And 
And now the Springboks is going to be in the same situation. And they obviously, um, uh, uh, you know, Warren still has to find out who's his best 15 or 23, where Rossi probably and Jock probably knows who their best 23 is because of, of consistency of the World Cup and, and performance of some of the players. So both, again, I've said it from the first day when the when we knew about COVID and, and the challenge and, you know, Springboks um, playing with Fof and playing, uh, players playing overseas and some play locally. It's it's going to, well, who's going to be the most match alert, almost call it that, when it comes to the test series. Um, that that's only that that's going to be the challenge for for both squads coming in the next couple of weeks. Interesting perspective that you you referenced the World Cup. Uh, how close? Just again, with, using your experience of of preparing teams to play, how close do you think South Africa can get to the standard they achieved in that World Cup final? Uh, playing style close, um, you know, tactically close uh, because they're gonna. Basically, almost getting on a bicycle. You know, they they know exactly what they how they want to do, how they want to put pressure on teams, how they want to squeeze them. Um, but different to the World Cup, they had a few months together. They played a championship together. They they were in camp together, building up. They went to the Japan early, uh, two weeks or three weeks early. They they played a game there and they built up during the, the round robin games and then playoffs. Uh, this time, I think the challenge is that's why Rossi wants another game. This time, the challenge is that cohesion, that that playing time on the field. You know um, that that they're going to lack that. Uh, so I think that's the challenge. Um, mm-hmm. It's going to be easy tactically, but um, can they execute that as well as they did in the in the World Cup? That that's going to be the challenge. Well, given as you're saying, it's quite important, and, and that's why Rassi is is after another fixture. Is there an argument, devil's advocate here, that the the Sharks rearranged things so that the Lions could get another game? They had two in the space of four days. Is there not an argument that the Lions are kind of duty bound to to owe, owe a favour back and help where they can to make this Test series as as competitive as it can be? Yeah, you can. You know, like I said, it, it's going to be boiled down to to what value Warren wants to see what he can get out of that game. Is it purposeful to play and, and play your hand, your tactic um, in that hand and, and how you want to, you know, compete it. Um, but I, you know, I think South Africa has got enough talent to to put a squad together um, between, even if it's not one provincial side, to pick another 23 players out of all the local provinces and 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 and, and challenge the Springboks. You know that's they've done it a, a few weeks ago. They played two SA, a gold side and a green side, against each other locally. Yeah, um, to keep the to, to for for Jock to see some talent and etc. And I think they can do something similar. So I think there is ways around it. You know, pick 23 guys, test them if they're negative get the game and let them even play two games together you are almost blooding your 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 third stringers because they've got a squad of what 36 together and you and you blood another 23 guys so um you know they can use of that squad to play even in that team so so there is ways around all yeah. the teams are were in the bubble uh, the provincial sides the last couple of weeks because they knew they're going to play against the British and Irish Lions. So I think that will be one way to do it. I don't know if they have thought about it, but these ways, if Warren doesn't want to, you know, play another game. 
You're absolutely right. The one thing South Africa have got is the depth of talent, frightening levels of it. Uh, now, just to one player from the Lions that um, you may know a little bit about, um, because you were at Gloucester, I imagine, when a young Lewis Reese Samet was uh, just coming through, and he's up against one of the best players in the world, Cheslin Colby, this Wednesday. Uh, what do you make of, of that matchup, and 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 how? What do you make of the rise of Lewis Reese Samet? Yeah, no, I was fortunate to obviously see him as uh, playing for the academy and, and, and then obviously we drafted him into the senior squad and I was fortunate to give him his first um, taste of, of senior rugby when I picked him for Gloucester and he, he showed his talent, you know, from 18 and I picked him when he was about 18 or 19 and uh, the first time in a team meeting I couldn't remember his name and I called him Speedy because he was so fast and and that stuck, and everybody called him Speedy for the rest of the season. But um, but anyhow, so I think he's so exciting talent, and 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 it will be a great experience for him to play, arguably uh, against one of the best wingers in in, in world rugby at the moment. Um, just from a performance point of view and confidence, Cheslin is playing, you know, with so much confidence, and you know he's 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 fast. He's a good stepper, and and that will challenge uh, uh, Reese. But um, I think Louis has got the ability. Uh, you know, he's got his own speed, so that will be a, a, just an awesome matchup on his own. And he's bigger than one thing. You know, he's, he's, he's an athlete. That's what stood out when he was when we looked at him um, from the academy, that, that he's, he's, he's quite big, he's, he's strong. Um, and then the other thing, is quite mature. You know, when you speak to him, he's got, he's got an insight in the game. He's very coachable. He learns things quickly. And I think that was his secret. He, he learned from the senior up here at Gloucester. He got once he got invited to the Wales camp. He obviously impressed them. He, he got the Wales uh, test caps, and and now he's into the British and Irish Lions. So you know this will just just will just add to his experience, and it will be a quite a great uh, a matchup to to watch and see how he competes against Jason. Because Jason will test him on all fronts, you know, um, attack and defence. Johan Ackerman, really, really appreciate your time. I hope you get to fire up uh, a braai sometime soon and uh, and crack open a cold <laughs> one for the Test Series. Really appreciate you uh, being with us. Well, definitely. Thanks, Tim, and uh, nice to chatting to you and all the best that time. Good stuff. Johan Ackerman, former Springbok, former Gloucester Director of Rugby and, uh, well, giving us an insight into the, the mindset of in South Africa right now ahead of the Test Series on the Lions Daily on TalkSport 2 with the famous grouse the spirit of rugby 18 plus be drink aware commentary of every game of the Lions Tour in South Africa across the TalkSport network including that game this Wednesday evening where next on Lions Daily we're going to chat to Stuart Hogg's former coach Brian Eason Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile with the price of just about everything going up during inflation we thought we'd bring our prices down so to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. At TalkSport, we absolutely love it when our fans get stuck in. That's why we want you to join us in the dugout, a brilliant new TalkSport listener community. It's a place where you can tell us what sports you're into and who your favourite teams are. And tell us what you think we could do better, like big guests and new sports and that. You could win an Amazon voucher for taking part. What are you waiting for? Visit TalkSport.com slash dugout and get stuck in. 18 plus, terms and conditions apply.
What a try from Stuart Hogg. Stuart Hogg, Exeter Chiefs, Scotland. Stuart's on his third tour now. He's had a good job, or a great job with, uh, with Scotland. Um, come from a very successful club in Exeter. So you know, he's got those, that experience and leadership. I've worked incredibly hard for it for, for a number of years, but the hard work for me doesn't stop. It'll never stop. It makes me want to to be the best that I can be to represent the British Irish Lions in a test match is, is absolutely everything. A special, special talent. Uh, but we haven't seen too much of Stuart Hogg so far on this 2021 Lions tour. He did captain the side against the Sigma Lions and he is under the microscope for today's player profile on Lions Daily on TalkSport 2, where every day on the show we take an in-depth look at every player member of the touring party and uh, get some insight from people that have known them through their journey to this point. And today is the turn of the Scotland captain. Stuart on his third Lions tour now, well on the way to 100 test caps for Scotland, plays for Exeter Chiefs in the Gallagher Premiership, having moved to the club in 2019 from Glasgow Warriors. And Stuart's Former coach Brian Eason joins us now. Uh, hi, Brian. Hi, Tim. How are you? I'm um, uh, very, very well. So uh, let, let's just uh, paint the picture. Where did you first come into contact with Stuart Hogg and what, and what was your kind of journey with him? Um, I've, got a, I've known Stuart now for all, since he was 14. I, I met Stuart when I was performance manager in the Borders. Uh, I met Stuart when he was at school in Hoyk. Um, he then came into the, the, the kind of junior academy, as it was called at the time, and I was I was lucky enough, fortunate enough to be his coach, his one-to-one coach at the time, and I followed him all the way through. I've coached him Scotland under 16, under 18, under 20, and was his national academy coach as well. So I've known him for a long, long time. Taught him everything he knows. Uh, no, I, I imagine the thing about <laughs> the, <a> things. <laughs> the, the thing you kind of get the thought of when you watch Stuart play is just a, a very instinctive player. The, the way he plays, the rugby mind he has. What was was that apparent very early on? Very early on, he played at ten. He played a lot at ten. Um, he could play in the midfield. He played at ten for uh, kind of Borders age grade sides. He played at thirteen um, through academy work. Um, he played at 15. 15, I always felt 15 was his best position because, you know, he had that flair at 15, but he was also adept. He was also comfortable enough to come in at first receiver, you know, on a short side. And he was, you know, he, but he was instinctive and he and he still is. He, he still plays. He still sees things before others can see it. And, and you know, that's. I think that's why he is the player that he is. He's just that, that special talent. So it was, I mean, some people develop late. Um, it's easy to say, you know, with hindsight, oh, I knew he was going to be a superstar, but it sounds like Stuart was one of those one of those rare talents you spot from the age of 14. That kid's going far. Yeah, he was. And he was, he was, he was always quick. And I think, you know, you look at any of the top players, they've got, you know, pace to burn. And that's one thing that Hoggy's got is he's got pace to burn, but he's got the skills to go with it. And, um, you know, always, you always see players like Stuart who are talented. Um, and they would have made it, you know, whoever was working with them. They're, they're one of those players that were always going to make it. But the biggest thing that Stuart had uh, that I could always see was he was really hardworking. And, and even now I see him regularly now and I, I speak to him as much as I can. I still meet him as much as I can and he'll do that he goes the extra yard he'll, he'll, he'll put in the work off the field on the field whether it's about you know buying lights that help him sleep or you know the right nutrition and stuff he's a he's a real hard worker well that kind of ties in actually with something which he said in an interview uh, with Talk Sport last week have a quick listen to this Stuart admitted when, when talking to uh, Neil Manthorpe from uh, Talk Sport reporter out in South Africa he said that not having got a Lions test cap from the two previous tours, secretly grates on him. 
it's something that, that hurts a little bit, you know, for me, you know, unfortunately I picked up the injury in, in, in 2017 when I was playing some of my best rugby and I've kept it quiet since then, but it's it's something that's that's really hurt me deep down for a, for a long, long time, and um, it, it's made me hungrier and, and, and want to get better and want to to be back and have another opportunity to represent the Lions. And you know, I've worked incredibly hard for it for for a number of years, but the hard work for me doesn't stop. It'll never stop. It, it makes me want to to be the best that I can be to represent the British Irish Lions in a Test match is is absolutely everything. So uh, look, all, all I can do is is work incredibly hard on a day-to-day -day basis play to the best of my ability when given opportunity and um, we'll see what comes of it. I mean, Stuart Hogg sounds like he's got the mindset of uh, someone that's going to go as far as he's possibly able to. Uh, it, really interesting to hear that not having a Lions test cap bothers him so much. Do you remember that same determination in the young Stuart Hogg? And what do you make of his comments there? <laughs> it was exactly the same when he was 14. Um, he was he was driven. He's just got a, a, a driven mind that he wants to. He's got a winner's mindset. Um, he wants to be the best. He wants to be. He's always wanted to, you know, be Scotland captain. He was driven to that. He wanted to play for the Lions. He wants to be the. He doesn't want to just be known as a British Lion. He wants to be known as a Test a Test Lion. I had that conversation with him. I think it was just before the France game in the Six Nations. We we had a a good long chat the two of us and. Um, and I'm pleased he's come out and said that it, it, it has grated on him it really has and he wants to be known as one of the best and that mindset he's got that winning mindset that, that mentality he has is, the, is that of a winner and you know, you see the skills and the, you know, the instinctiveness that he's got. That's that doesn't just come you know, a lot of that's natural but he's worked really really hard for it and you're fairly close to the whole setup. So how much from the outside it certainly looks very influential, but just how influential has that mindset been on the revival of Scotland's national team? Hugely, hugely. And I think um I, I think when you've got a Scotland captain who plays the way that Stuart does, it's always going to drive people on. You know, he's got players like you know, he's got Finn round about him and he's got Hamish, you know, all these you know, Suz and all these lions that are that are over there. I think you know, they all look up to Stuart. You know, it's not, it doesn't come as an accident that this is his third tour. His first one is when he was 21. And, um, you know, all these players look up to him and he's Scotland captain, you know, out of right. You know, he he's deserved that and he really drives people on. You know, I don't, I, I'm sure you don't really see that from the outside. He just looks always uh, as if he's enjoying his rugby, but he's really driven and he just wants to do the best for Scotland. And, you know, the, the Lions mean so much to him as well. Clearly. Uh, Brian, we've not seen a, lo a load of him on this tour. Do you worry he could miss out on a cap again? Um, he, he'll, be, he'll be concerned. I would imagine he'll be concerned that he wants to... Because you, you need games under your belt. And um, But I do know that you know he was really happy with his performance against the Lions, the Stigma Lions. Um, I, I thought he was outstanding in that game. And, and, and I'll be honest with you, I thought that he probably did enough in that game to... Uh, to become a starter, however, is that going to be enough for um, for this time, you know, next week to be to be selected? Um, I'd, it's a, you know, it's a three-test tour. Uh, I, I can't see Stuart Hogg going this whole tour without being a starting player at fullback. There's, I think, um, you know, Warren Gatlin would be remiss to to not pick him. But if Liam Williams is playing well, um, you know, he would he would deserve his place as well. But I, I just see Stuart Hogg as a as, as a much better player in that position. Brian, uh, it's been really fascinating uh, getting your thoughts and thank you so much for your time. No, my pleasure. Uh, enjoy the games. Cheers. Certainly will do. Uh, Brian Eason, former coach of Stuart Hogg 
And uh, th- that mindset that we got from that clip from Neil Manthorpe, Alfie, uh, just seems like he's had that since day dot. Yeah, and you kind of suspect that was the case and that you see or you, you you hear from people and you hear from sports people and the people close to them and, and how driven they are. And I think that's certainly from Stuart Hogg. And it was worth us playing that clip again. As you mentioned, Tim, it's from a week or so ago, but a really intriguing line. I really hope we see some more of Stuart Hogg yeah. on, on this tour, actually, because I know you, you mentioned it with, with Brian there, but we haven't seen too much of him. Um, he did captain the side in that one game, but he'll, he'll need more game time if he is to get that long-awaited Lions test cap. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how much I want to go into this, but there's a lot of people speculating what the reason might be that we haven't seen Stuart Hogg. They're sort of putting bits of the jigsaw together and going, does that... Because he's not... They haven't said he's injured. Mm. And and they've said there's been a COVID case. We haven't seen Stuart Hogg. Who who knows? Well, exactly. It's important for us to stress. We don't know because it hasn't been confirmed. People are trying to join the dots. But as far as we're aware, we haven't heard anything about him having any sort of injury. No, exactly. But... What we can all agree is the sooner we see Stuart Hogg back out on the rugby field for the British and Irish Lions, the better, especially with that test series looming because he is exactly the kind of big character uh, that we need. Uh, as for the the other stories which are bubbling away from South Africa and there are stories bubbling away from the UK uh, surrounding this tour, we will get into that very soon on the Lions Daily on TalkSport 2 with the famous grouse, the spirit of rugby, 18 plus, be drink aware. And amongst the, uh, uh, the bits that I've got for you next, we're going to hear from the Lions captain, Connor Murray. Probably the greatest try ever scored. And it was dotted down by Gareth Edwards for the Barbarians against New Zealand in 1973. Why are we playing that? Playing that because it's Gareth Edwards' 74th birthday today and he made 10 appearances for the Lions between 68 and 1974. What an epic try that was. I I had a video uh, when I was a kid, VHS tape I got from Santa Claus one year. 101 best tries and uh, that one was on it and I, I I wore that VHS video out I challenge any rugby fan to listen to that and, and not just start smiling a bit when it got to the end there and oh it's Gareth Edwards and it goes up and the commentator gets it it's a classic it is such a classic and yeah. it's a great try fantastic memory uh, right on Lions Daily now we're going to go back into the to the two camps and uh, just pick the bones out of a lot of the stories and bits of information which are bubbling away and, and firstly to the current Lions tour skipper, Connor Murray. Uh, he will captain the Lions on Wednesday and he spoke with TalkSport's Neil Manthorpe earlier. And Neil began by asking if the match against South Africa A takes on more significance because of the strength of the opposition. They're in probably a tricky situation with the with the COVID cases they've had and, and the isolate the numbers they've had to isolate. So, you know, for, for them, it's it's really, you know, about getting minutes under, under their belt. And, you know, South Africa have named a pretty strong side. Yeah, people talk about a fourth test, but... Ultimately, it's about the, the test series, the three tests um, that are coming down the track. Gregor Townsend as well. He's, how difficult has it been not being able to have him on the park training with you? Um, yeah, obviously, um, it's, it's a loss when he, when he can't be on the pitch with us. But he's, he's been brilliant um, since he's had to go into isolation. He's, you know, he's obviously got his laptop in his room and he's working, working hard. And he's sending a lot of information through through our, our app and, and, and WhatsApp in terms of video reviews and, and, and menus and, and 
backs move everything uh, so he's been brilliant he's done as much as he can do it's it's not ideal but i think you know with um with all the, the out halves finn dan and, and owen um and obviously marcus who's joined us you know they've done really well especially you know marcus will get up to speed but the other three lads have um you know led that really 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 well they've been in touch with gregor probably more so than than the other backs how would you feel about playing 10 you're not unfamiliar with it if you if needs be yeah um played there most recently in, in the Autumn Nations Cup. I, I played about half an hour, 30-odd minutes against Wales, um, you know, and I enjoyed it. I, I played there when I was younger. I know it's not, uh, it's not test match stuff, um, but, you know, most recently, um, you know, playing inside a 10 for, for my whole career, really, you, you do have a little bit of a sense of what's, what's going on and, and what they're expecting. So, um, yeah, if, if that was the case then yeah yeah I'd, I'd be prepared enough to to step in there um hopefully you know all our tens are fit and and, and flying and, and and going well but um again this year if if you know if someone gets taken out with a close contact or whatever the case may be i think you know there's a lot of lads um you know keeping an eye on other positions just to just to be a little bit sharp in, in those areas just in case lions captain conor murray talking to talk sports neil manthorpe there interesting uh, uh talking about potentially playing 10 and He also referenced Marcus Smith now being with the group. And I would just flag up, I was listening uh, via the TalkSport app in the the little podcast section there to yesterday's Lions Daily with Hannah Wilkes and really interesting chat with Nick Evans, which if you didn't hear that, go and check that one out. Uh, And and another another thing, Alfie, which I I was reading about with Conor Murray today, he spent his three days that he had to quarantine planning his pre-match team talk, which is a very, very important thing for, for any skipper Lions captain and clearly not having captains much at international level or with Munster something that Conor Murray's taking very seriously yeah and so he should kind of reminds me at school a little bit if you had a big school match the captain would be you know planning their team talk days for so I kind of quite like the fact that that's also how it happens in the professional ranks as well and on a serious note I'd actually be quite intrigued to hear from Conor Murray of what like what's he thinking about? What's going into what he plans to say to the team before his team talk, which he's finally going to be able to to do on Wednesday? But it was also interesting hearing him talk about playing ten there. I forgot that he he had a a very brief stint in the Autumn Nations Cup. I mean, I'm sure it probably won't get to that. But you know, given the 2021 Lions tour already, we've seen positive COVID cases and and players drop out and have to isolate and things. I guess you never know. Uh, Alfie, you just made me think. We're, we're... Live planning future Lions Daily shows on this one. We should get someone on to talk about uh, how they constructed their captain speech and what they were th- exactly what they were thinking about. Exactly what you just described. We should do. We will. So pin a note. Make make a note of that, and I'll uh, I'll crack on with the next little bit because South Africa. Uh, well, we heard a bit from Rassi Erasmus, their director of rugby, earlier. But let's go back to that story about South Africa wanting to play the Lions again on Saturday, and 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 Rassi saying he he couldn't see why the Lions wouldn't agree to play. Well, I'm going to beg. Till, 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 till we find uh, a really valid medical reasons why that's not the safest, you know. I, I just can't see why that can't be the safest option uh, uh, where we just have all negative cases, we're all, all living in bubbles and you just don't get any any connection with any outside team from the outside. Uh, uh, you know, for me, that's the safest way and, and, and I think that will give us the best preparation to, to be good competition for the Lions. And I'm sure Warren would want us to be at full strength and have good match fitness before we play them in the first test match. Uh, so I can't say I'm confident. I'm hoping. I do like the kind of reverse psychology that's going on there. Rassi Rasmus clearly wants another game. We heard from Johan Ackerman earlier about how important that would be to get them ready for a test series. So him going, oh, I'm, sh- I'm sure Warren would would uh, would want that. He'd want us in the best shape. Interesting, Alfie. 
Yeah, it's a really interesting story. I think what each camp is saying is kind of like without directly being sort of passive aggressive towards each other. It's kind of playing (laughs) out between the two sides, isn't it? And there's a degree of what Razzie Rasmus is saying, which actually does make sense in terms of they are all both in bubbles. He's saying that South Africa picked up the, the positive test and the reason their camp kind of got shut down for however long it was was because they picked it up playing Georgia. So both teams are in a camp, so let's just mm. play each other because we're being tested. We know that we've got it under control. That makes more sense. My question to you, Tim, would be we've essentially already get, got an unofficial fourth test on Wednesday in terms of the quality of the opposition. Yes, it doesn't go towards a test series. I get that. Does it in any way devalue the series for you? Yes. Uh, is my short answer. The slightly longer answer is along the lines of what Johan Ackerman said earlier, where it would effectively be a test match quality. And if you said, you know, we wanted to change it and make it a five test match series, that would be one thing. But having a five test match series where two of the games are not actually counting towards the test match series, just it does, it does muddy those waters and makes the spectacle less special. So, yeah. Yeah, no, I would, I, I would agree. I, but I would also say, I think in, 20 years time all we'll remember is who won the series I don't think we'll necessarily remember that they played a couple of extra games but the here and now for this series and our enjoyment of it and all the fans I absolutely agree with you I think it would devalue it I think that's a fair point Uh, one final thing to mention final bit of news for you today and Warren Gatlin revealed Alan Wynne-Jones could rejoin the squad in South Africa a few weeks ago we didn't think there was an an option and uh, he's been back fully training with Wales He's, he's training this week with them I think he's doing a double session um, tomorrow with them and we'll just see what what, what the outcome of that is. So um, he has made a mar- remarkable um, recovery in terms of that injury, which the assessment was um, initially that it wasn't as bad as they first thought. So um, that's a real positive and, you know, it would be a boost to the squad to having someone of his experience and, and calibre to come back into the into the squad. So Alan Wynne-Jones, rugby's answer to The Undertaker. It's unbelievable, Tim, <laughs> wow. isn't it? I couldn't believe this earlier when I, when I saw this line from Warren Gatland that Alan Wynne-Jones could be returning to the squad. Now, do we think if he does, and, and this is, we don't know, we're, we're speculating here, but I would presume that that would just be in that kind of leadership role. He's Alan Wynne-Jones. He was originally named as the tour captain. Just having him there is going to be valuable. But then Warren Gatland's saying there that he's in full training with Wales. That uh, that's really interesting. Yeah, you sort of imagine him tapping on Connor Murray on the shoulder. Yeah, cheers. That, that little captain speech you planned. Cheers, Tar. I'll take that. Yeah, thanks for writing that for me. Uh, but it does put a bit of extra emphasis on on this Wednesday um, in terms of guys like Ian Henderson for a test spot. He'll want to show up. So it it just adds to uh, to the emphasis uh, in in certain areas. But we will definitely watch the progress of Alan Wynne Jones potentially hooking up with the Lions squad once again. Uh, and that is a wrap for today on the Lions Daily on TalkSport 2 with the famous grouse, the spirit of rugby, 18 plus B drink aware. And remember, the TalkSport network has commentary of every match on the 2021 Lions Tour.